The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning in Central Time Zone out West. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. It is a good morning, and I'm just looking forward to another great uh, show. We have an awesome, awesome guest, uh, an intense, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Um, Conversation. There you go. A unique topic. Yes. Sex trafficking is something that people don't wake up wanting to talk. It feels a little uncomfortable. If you're driving down the car and you got kids in the back seat, don't worry. Don't change the dial. We're right. not going to touch some of those parts of what we're uh, of, of what's going on with sure. trafficking. But we've got some exciting news. We have just announced that we are going to be serving our seventh partner and helping to build a facility in South Dakota in September. Um, that's going to be used for those rescued from sex trafficking. And today, Mike, our guest is Becky Rasmussen. Becky is the executive director of a ministry called Call to Freedom in Sioux Falls. Mm. And next week, myself, Adam Hames, Hannah Fletcher. Okay. Uh, Hannah's our uh, safe house ministry director. Adam is our construction manager. We will be there in Sioux Falls on Thursday at the groundbreaking of the Marissa's house. That's okay. what they're calling it for Call to Freedom. So I'm really excited to hear from Becky today yes. what God is doing out west to supply hope and to provide sure. hope to those rescued from trafficking. Well, like they say even on their website, they're navigating a healthy path for victims of human trafficking. Mm. One of the, the, the most horrendous crimes, I think the most horrendous crimes, uh, affects over 40 million people worldwide. You know, trafficking is the fastest growing crime in the world. It's uh, it's the second largest dollar producer behind drugs across the world, and it happens in every city. And again, it's a topic that we don't like to talk about. And, and again, we're going to be very careful uh, some of the, the ways we'll be talking about that today. But every day in America, mm-hmm. someone is being trafficked. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't just a Las Vegas, New Orleans, New York City, Miami problem. This is happening in in, in um, gosh, in Nashville, Tennessee. It's happening in Myrtle Beach in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, in Oswego, New York. It happens right. from coast to coast, mm. Wichita, Kansas, out west. And it's the fastest growing crime in the world. And it's a shame, Mike, mm-hmm. that we have to build facilities sure. that are going to be used for decades to come to provide hope to those rescued from sex trafficking. But I am glad that the church realized that there's a major problem going on and we, the church, need to are lead. To step up. Yeah. Yes, we, we need to lead in doing a couple things. One, educating people. That's it. Number two, mm-hmm. giving people a chance to plug in to help. Right. Um, also talk about prevention. Sure. You know, and, and that's where, you know, pornography and, and mm-hmm. some of those topics, you know, enter in that part of the conversation. But um, really excited to talk to Becky today. Yeah, and these 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 uh, issues have to be talked about in the local church. Hey, they even need to be talked about in our families. You know, parents, yeah. you've got to, especially with all the devices that our kids are playing on today and going online, you, you really need to educate them on how this can happen. You know, if you're listening today and you have teenagers, you have a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old, and they have a smartphone, just know that if you have no boundaries for them, they will right. end up in places you don't want them. It's not they might. They mm-hmm. will. Right. Because kids are kids. I mean, Mike, you mm-hmm. and I were kids. 
Yeah. We didn't have smartphones <laughs> back then. I'm thankful we didn't. So if you don't have a, some kind of a filter or boundary, please, as a parent of five, I've got a 17-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old daughter at home right now. Sure. They have boundaries, and right. we, we watch. It takes a lot of effort. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little draining, you know, looking at sure. But, I, you know, I don't want them on apps or I don't want them talking to people they think they know even though they've never met. Right. I mean, there's a lot of games, and um, there are people out there right now trying to have access to your children and your grandchildren, and we need to take our blinders off and realize that's happening, and we need to do something about it. There is nothing wrong, parents, to ask your children or grab their phone and look around on it. You know, and I and I get it. Sometimes our kids try to convince. Well, no one else, you know, no, you know, you're the right. strictest parents. No other parents do that. <laughs> I mean, that's a bunch of hogwash. Yes. I promise you. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but 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 sure. I, we, I know. we know what's going on our that's, girls' phones. That's right. But there's apps out there that even hide what they do. I mean, there's so much going on right now with trafficking and using social media and mm. games. Uh, you know, on Xbox, the people talk to each other. Please, please, please be aware of where your kids are at on those smartphones. Um, so much going on, Mike. Today, we're leaving Louisiana. You know, eight days of hope. We travel the country. We help people out after natural disasters. We just spent 18 days again in Lake oh, Charles, Louisiana. Yes. We're pulling out this afternoon, Mike. It's been an amazing time in ministry, but it has been humbling being back to a, an area of the country we've been in multiple times the last six months. Sure. Have you heard any reports of as far as just the mindset of how how people are doing it for a third hit, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, it was humbling for our volunteers. They went to a house that we worked on after Hurricane Laura back in the fall of last year, and the family had just installed their drywall. They just had the, the room painted. They laid their flooring down, their wood laminate flooring, okay. and they end up getting like two feet of water. Oh, come on. I mean, it was it's like the third gut punch. Mm. Hurricane Laura, Hurricane Delta, and now this. But here's the good news, Mike. Hundreds of volunteers traveled from around the country and served with Eight Days of Hope in Lake Charles, Louisiana. As they leave today, if you're listening, thank you. Yes. Thank you for serving with us in Eight Days of Hope. And what I love about this ministry, Mike, we were down there with hundreds of people, and we're a volunteer-led organization. We didn't have a staff member in Lake Charles. God was moving (laughs) through our leaders, and they did an amazing job. 181 volunteer leaders. And you're one of them. Yes, and I'm enjoying every moment (laughs) of it, too. Like I said, just don't put a chainsaw on my hand. Yeah, there you you go. But no, and I know the thrill of volunteering, the thrill of leading. You know, and, And if you're out there and you're really searching for something to complete the circle in your life, consider coming out and volunteering. You know, go to the... Eight Days of Hope website. At least get your name. Uh, We won't blow your email up, as you always say, but we'll get you information so you have opportunities to serve. Yeah, if you go to our website right now, eightdayshope.com, just give us your email address. And again, as Mike said, we're not going to blow it up. We're not going to like email you every five days asking what you're doing and to send money and and you know to you know Mm -hmm. we will let you know when God opens up a door for us to love and serve the brokenhearted. It's that simple, and it will give you and your family an opportunity to go on a missions trip for a day eight days, or maybe even longer. And we have some things coming up, Mike. I know that we just announced that you know we're, we're based in Mississippi. That's where our national headquarters is at. We have a Northeast satellite in Buffalo, New York, and a Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And wherever we have a building, we try to be a part of the community and the yep. local church. And so right. just this couple weeks ago, we announced an outreach in the inner city of Buffalo in July. So if you're listening in Ohio or Pennsylvania or New York, 
uh, go to 8daysope.com, and you could serve with us in Buffalo, New York, in right. July 17th through July 24th. It's free. We're going to be doing everything outside. Everything. Everything. We're going to worship outside. We're going to eat outside. We're going to serve outside. But if you know how to do landscaping, if you can cut lawns, if you could plant trees, if you can paint, if you want to help paint a house, do you like destruction? We've got to tear down some garage garages that are barely standing and Mm -hmm. and not meeting code. But we're going to help out hundreds of families in Buffalo. Go to 8dayshope.com. Sign up. You can volunteer right now online. Also... Next week, we're going to be announcing a way that you can volunteer online to go to Cedar Rapids, Iowa Exciting. in August. Exciting. So this is a year anniversary of the Derocho. That was that windstorm last sure. year, August, Mike, mm-hmm. that destroyed 35,000 trees. And we're taking people in August to Cedar Rapids. And we'll announce all the details by the end of this week on our website. Exciting. You'll be able to volunteer as well. Those volunteers will be volunteers that are gifted and they know how to operate heavy equipment or they know how to operate chainsaws. chainsaws. Okay. So we're not going. So we're not <laughs> you, going. you and I are invited. Well, what about if somebody's really gifted with a chainsaw, they know how to operate it. Do they have to be certified? So yeah. So uh, we certify our volunteers with chainsaws and we are going to do something a little bit differently on, on this outreach. So if you've used chainsaw, not just one time or five times that you've used chainsaws, you know, Dozens and dozens, hundreds of times, maybe do it for a living, did it for a living. Mm-hmm. We want you to sign up. Go to 8dayshope.com. That will be announced, I think, Wednesday or Thursday okay. of next week. But I'll go ahead and give you the dates. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you some juice. All right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what, what do I mean by juice? Well, uh, some inside information. There you go. Okay. That's some, <laughs> so it, it, it's looking like August 14th through August 21st will be up in Cedar Rapids. Again, we'll announce Exciting. that later this week. And we're looking for about 80 to 100 people that know how to operate chainsaws or heavy equipment. And then in September, Mike, our guest mm. here in a minute, Becky Rasmussen, will be serving Call to Freedom in okay. September, helping build the Marissa's house in Sioux Falls. So we need skilled people, people, handymen, handywomen, contractors, builders, remodelers, renovators. We need your help. How many would you say would need to be I think we're looking project? for about 60, 65 people. Okay. So again, Northeast in July, good go. time for Southerners to come up and get out of that humidity. In August, we'll be in Iowa. In September, we'll be in Sioux Falls. And in between... We know that disasters are going to continue to come. We'll be there to serve those communities as well. Now, did your do we ever slow down? <laughs> it's, I'm just joking. It's, what I really mean to say, though, Steve, is you know, just coming off of a this pandemic, we nothing slowed down. We we're able to serve people and love people through this, and now it's again ramping up, uh, so we can do more. You know, at, at the end of the day, God calls us to be the hands and feet. Of, of, of his son, Jesus. That's and, right. and we get to do that. And it could mm-hmm. be making a sandwich. It could be uh, fixing someone's toilet. It could be painting a house. Mm. But, but you know, I always tell people there's three ways you can come alongside 80s Hope. The first way is probably the easiest way, but you, you need to be intentional. And that's to pray. That's it. Pray mm-hmm. for the ministry. Pray for the leaders. Pray for our finances. Pray that God opens up the door and we have discernment of what disaster we should go serve after yes. in which disaster maybe we should lay back a little bit mm-hmm. so pray secondly volunteer come serve with us we're family friendly we love families with families. young kids that's right bring your nine-year-old mm. grandparents bring your seven-year-old okay bring them mm-hmm. you will model jesus you know the best sermon i ever heard is the one i saw that's it come they're going to see jesus in action that's it pray volunteer and donate that's it mm. please send a check today 
please make a donation online. Support the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope. We're very unique. All of our fixed costs are covered by our national partners, like Hand of Hope, a Joyce Meyer ministry. They have come alongside the ministry the last couple of years. So thankful for them. And then an auto group in Northeast Mississippi, the Barnes Crossing Auto Group, Mike. They have many dealerships in okay. many different states, and they, too, love what God is doing. They're great people. Love that family down there that runs that auto business. If you're looking for a vehicle, hack anywhere across America, okay. go to Barnes Crossing Auto <laughs> Group website. Nice. Uh, they're great people. They're one of our national partners as well. Well, that's great. That's where the, the we can say the fixed costs are covered. Yeah. Um, and so, that's where every every donation you bring goes right to the event that we're trying to help. 100% pass through. So if you want to give to support the safe house that's going to be built in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, make a donation. In the memo line, when you send the check, just put Sioux Falls or call to freedom. You can mail a check, and the the mailing address is P.O. Box 3208. That's 3208. 3208. Tupelo, T-U-P-E-L-O, Tupelo, Mississippi, M-S. 38803. We'll give that address again at the end of the show. P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. Do you mail checks to your um, the people that you have to write checks to, utility companies, credit cards? Mm. Do you write checks? Do you do everything online now? Mike? I try to do everything online. You do? Yeah, really. Good it, for it's you. Just, uh, you know, a check is for a, don- a donation or a friend or you see somebody in need and, you know, if you don't have any cash to give them, but, you know, okay. everything online is it's just, there's some really safe apps out there too. Yeah, to there get is. things done. And you can write me a check anytime you want. I mean, I'll, I'll take you'll, paper. You'll take it. Let's see. <laughs> How do you spell your last name? No. Hey, let me write it out for you, Mike. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us today here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, we are so excited to uh, have our next guest with. She'll be joining us in a minute. Her name is Becky, Becky Rasmussen. She's executive director of Call to Freedom. They're a safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking. The fastest growing crime in the world. The average age of a child trafficked in America Mm. is 12 years old. Come on. How do we as the body of Christ sit here and do nothing? Mm. Pray for the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Pray for Call to Freedom, the ministry we're going to partner in South Dakota in September. Volunteer with the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Even if you can't go now, submit your email address. Lastly, donate. Mm. Become a monthly partner. Every penny, 100% pass through to those in need. You can do that online at 8daysofhope.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Becky Rasmussen. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiello. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad that you've decided to spend some time with us this morning. Uh, You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives, even children. Did you know the average age of a child who's trafficked in America is 12 years old? 
eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of the solution with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters in our country, and that's a good thing, but there's less than 1,000 safe places for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking to go to. I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and end this human tragedy. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry, and for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House construction ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We are so thankful that you have joined us this morning here in the Central Time Zone. If you're listening in Pennsylvania or Virginia, good afternoon. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. Mike, I am so excited. Yes. So excited. Yes, yes, yes. To have this young lady uh, mm. on with us today. Her name is Becky Rasmussen. She is one of the leaders of a ministry called Call to Freedom in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. One of the two states I've never been to, Mike. And you're going... And this week, yes, I'm going to be hanging out with Becky and some dear friends of Call to Freedom as a shovel is put in the ground yes. and the process starts of building a safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking. And Becky, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me this morning. We are excited to host you and your team next week, Steve, and we appreciate the partnership and look forward to what God is going to do in the future. You know, we are too, Becky. You know, what's interesting, Mike, is mm-hmm. you know how we learned of Call to Freedom. One of their board mem- members, Julie okay. Klinger, yeah. sits on a uh, the leadership team for all the Christian music festivals around the country. Okay. And you and I are leaders of a ministry called Kingdom Bound. Kingdom it's a Bound. music festival in upstate New York at right. Six Flags. And Donna Russo, who is the leader of Kingdom Bound, uh-huh. she said, Steve, you really got to meet a friend of mine. Her name is Julie, and they've got a project going. In. Isn't that amazing, Becky, how God connects wow. the dots sometimes? You know, in this journey, Call to Freedom is a a fairly new organization, um, but in the last five years, it's been all God. 
um, the connections, the amazing way that he divinely puts things together. Um, you can't do that on your own. It is only the hand of God. So we appreciate that connection um, with you and your team, Steve, and we look forward to what that means in the future. And Julie is a very integral part of that. Yeah, she she okay. is. So Becky, let's learn a little bit about yourself. I know Mike wants to hear more about Call to Freedom and the plans of the Marissa's House, and we'll talk about the partnership and, and how people can get involved and pray and donate and all that stuff. But we want to learn more about who Becky is as a person. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, boy. Well, um, I started this journey um, called the Freedom about five years ago, and I had an encounter with a young girl in Sturgis, South, in Sturgis, South Dakota, which um, if some people have traveled to South Dakota, there's a large bike rally that we have every year. And I've always in my heart been stirred to do something for the Lord, but you, you never know what that looks like until God begins to unfold it. And so um, this journey, I really, I don't like to talk about myself. I like to talk about what God does through me. And um, for me, the glory always goes to God, and I'm just a part of His journey to um, to really bring ho- hopefully hope to those that need hope. And so in that journey um, in Sturgis, I had an encounter with a young girl named Marissa, and she she actually was a victim that went missing and was found and then went missing again. And we had collaborated with an organization called Free International that was doing search and rescue. And in that process um, and, and meeting her and then losing her again, um, I began to learn about all the gaps in services for human trafficking victims. And as I began to research, there was only at that time 298 beds across the United Mm -hmm. States for victims of human trafficking, and that re-recruiting was happening very common. Um, I think what most people don't understand about trafficking is that a lot of it is organized crime, and they talk to each other. And so when a victim comes out of one circle, um, the circles are very, they're talking to each other to re-recruit them because they're still vulnerable. And so if those critical services do not get, um, are not there for those individuals, um, they're not going to come out of trafficking. And the life expectancy for a trafficking victim is seven years because of the mental, spiritual, Mm. physical abuse that they endure. 3% of victims are ever identified, which means that they don't come out. And, And here's why. A lot of times they don't identify themselves. And also um, in that they um, are scared. Safety is a huge factor. If they know that they cannot be safe, they will not leave those situations because ultimately it's worse for them in the long run. So um, that's what Becky is about. I, I have a family and I'm very committed to um, on, on my private side. I keep that private just because of the work that I do. Um, but, you know, for me, it's about answering the call. And it's about um, letting God use me to do something that that he's called me to do. So, Becky, let me ask a question here. Um, Let's dive into a little bit of, you know, how how are the you said they went missing and how are they caught up in this? And what are some of the ways that they're being caught into this or being dragged into this? Yeah. You know, every state is different. Um, And so I'll talk about South Dakota. Uh, Here in South Dakota, we have uh, three of the poorest counties located in the United States in South Dakota, and that's our Indian reservations. Mm -hmm. And so on those reservations, you've probably heard of uh, missing and murdered indigenous, um, Mm -hmm. where um, our native population is 
getting uh, recruited. And anytime there's poverty and there's vulnerabilities, there's that ability for trafficking. But what what the latest that we're seeing is um, where they're recruiting within schools. Um, They get very savvy about how they change the way that they recruit individuals. And so the latest technique that we've seen is actually um, they're putting recruiters in schools. So it's peer to peer. So high schools. And um, they'll build relationships. They'll find girls that maybe don't have healthy family lives or maybe are looking for love in all the wrong places. And they'll friend them. And they'll take that social media picture and put it up on Instagram. And those rings will go her, her, and her. And then they'll connect them with those uh, rings that are behind the scenes and allow them to start building a relationship. And they'll drive up from Kansas City. They'll drive up from California. They'll drive up from Chicago. Really? And then, yeah. The, the latest technique is where they get them to go to them. Um, it's it's right. easy to put a missing kid on a radar. It's hard to put a, a runaway on right. a radar. Right. And so that grooming and recruiting process is, is what's really being facilitated. So if I was ultimately to say it's finding vulnerability, and vulnerability comes in many different forms, economically, socially, um, identity, um, and anytime there is a vulnerability, traffickers will capitalize on that and use it to their benefit to pull victims into trafficking. We're talking to Becky Rasmussen, who's the founder of Calder Freedom out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Eight Days of Hope is going to be partnering with them in September to help them build a facility to provide hope to those to, uh, who've, who've, who've been trafficked and to offer them the emotional, physical, and spiritual heal- healing that they need. Becky, before we move on from a point you just made, you know, how my eyes kind of open up. I met a gentleman whose daughter was tricked. I mean, s- simply, she, she, you know, became friends with someone on social media, didn't realize that that person was not who she thought they were. This was a, a young lady who was a leader in her youth group, um, who was just the model high school student, you know, straight A student, you know, was going on a college on a, on a scholarship and, and, and somebody found a way to convince her that she that in, in, that they were to meet, and and to your point, she she left the house, um, she went on a, a little vacation. They found out where she was, and that's how quickly it happens. And so, parents, I mean, I have five kids, three daughters. Mike, you have a daughter. You have you know seven grandchildren. Sure. Parents, this is real. This is happening in America. Hmm. I mean. <laughs> Please take your blinders off. Don't think this just happens to somebody else. Mm. If you are not monitoring, you know, the apps and the and the social platforms that your kids are on, if you're not educating them to what Becky just shared, we're not doing our job as parents. Mm. And and I hate to come across so hard, but I get emotional, Mike, well, thinking about parents, it's like they don't they don't understand the depthness of this problem in the United States. Yeah, yeah. and some are afraid to, you know, I, I have to give my children their, 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 their space. And they have to, no, you have to get into their space and find out what is going on in that space, whether you're looking at their phones or when they get their headsets on and they're, or in, their, yeah. in their rooms by themselves. And no, 
would you would you want to give them their space or you want to lose them? And, and Becky, you made the point about girls are being groomed, and 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 again, I do know that this does happen to some boys as well, majority girls, and so we're going to focus on that right now. But for both, um, there's there's people out there that are grooming and looking for those in high schools, in high schools. Um, the average age, depending you know what what leading organization you talk to, it's somewhere between 12 and 14 years of age. Children get you know get trafficked. The average age, but someone is trafficked every 30 seconds in the United States. Becky, so you know you shared a little bit why you got into what you got into, and you talked a little bit about Marissa. How did the plan unfold about the Marissa's house? And tell us about the Marissa House project in Sioux Falls. Yeah, you know, we, we've been doing housing um, since we started October of 2016, and currently we have a housing project that we're full and we're at capacity. It's seven units, so it's small, um, but we wanted to start small to really develop the program. And over those, those are efficiency apartments. And um, what we found is, A, we had more need um, because we're identifying more victims than ever. I mean, really, and for us, we know a newer organization. We had double. We're about on pace to double the amount of victims that we've served this year from last year already. And with that, also, um, you know, that for them, identity for a victim and a survivor of human trafficking, sometimes their identity. There's an identity crisis after you come out of trafficking, but they so desperately want to be reunified with their children. Mm-hmm. And they've been separated from their children in this process for a variety of different reasons. And the current housing project that we that we have doesn't allow us to keep families together. And, you know, we were really committed. Um, the girls were crying. They, they were leaving the program because they wanted to be with their children, which led them to not be as successful as they could be if we could support them more in that mm-hmm. process. Okay. And um, we we were in prayer, and I was asking the team, I said, what, what's the need of the victims? And they said they want to be with their kids. Yes. They want to uh, desperately sure. be parents. And for, um, and so this is what Marissa's Housing Project, our new build, is. It's to give the ability to not only serve those individuals, but also to keep families together, to teach it. them parenting skills, love to it. be able to come alongside them so that when they transition out, they have every tool to be able to be successful, not only with themselves, but also with um, being a parent and a family member. And so that's how this was birthed. And the community, uh, along with Eight Days of Hope, it's been such an amazing journey um, this last six months that we've been fundraising and, and uh, communicating it to the community, how they're coming alongside this project. And, and having eight days of hope involved is is really what pushed us over the edge to know, you know what, it's time to build this. And we've been talking about it for a few years, and, and now it's becoming a reality. So, Becky, let me ask a question when you're put these families together what is the the timetable for recovery how long do they stay and um yeah so we uh, it really depends on the amount uh a trauma that they've endured in their trafficking situations you see a lot of programs across the united states and communities that put a time limit on how long a person can stay in a program and trauma doesn't have a label <laughs> trauma looks right. different for every individual. And so we've had individuals that have been trafficked for three months, uh, and we've had tra- individuals that have been trafficked for over 50 years of their life. Oh my. And so 
that particular trafficking dynamic is different. So we, uh, our average stay is 11 months in the program. It probably will be longer when families come together. Um, but 11 months currently is our average stay, but we do not have a time limit. We, we start reevaluating at that two year point saying, all right, guys, are you ready for your freedom? How's your program working? We don't want to enable them in the process, but we don't want to um, put them out before they're ready to really be successful. And so we don't have a specific time limit on uh, Marissa's housing projects. We really begin to go, okay, when do you want more freedom? Um, when do you want to kind of spread your wings? And we work alongside that survivor and their journey to really allow them to have a voice and what that looks like as long as they continue to work the program. Do you know, Mike, this is going to be our seventh project that we've worked on in the last 15 wow. months. Yes. Did, did, that wasn't part of the original plan. You know that, no, Mike. I know, you know it wasn't. <laughs> 7,000 families have had their homes rebuilt after natural disasters by Days Open, including teams that are leaving today, Lake Charles, Louisiana. They've been down there for three weeks. More information, go to eight Hope.com. We're talking to Becky Rasmussen. She's the founder of Call to Freedom. 8 Days of Hope will be partnering with Call to Freedom in September. For more information about Call to Freedom, it's simple. Go to Call to Freedom, calltofreedom.org, and to learn more about the Marissa House Project. Before we go to break, let's talk about a little bit about the finances to do a project of this size. How large is the facility? And by the way, I love what, what you're doing. I love mm-hmm. the fact that, because yes. all the projects, Mike, we've been a part mm-hmm. of so far has been for either children or for adults who don't have children. Right. This project, they're going to have two bedroom units and three bedroom units. Uh, Becky, the size of the building overall and how much money are you looking to raise and where do you stand right now in raising those funds? Yeah. So we, it'll be a 12 unit, uh, uh, and we'll also have a community room and a few offices. So it's not a large building, um, but it's enough right now and it allows us to do the program well. And so we uh, have a $1.84 million goal. And we are currently in the midst of the fundraising. So we're uh, a little over $600,000 that we've raised in that process. And so we're halfway there. We're breaking ground this month, and we have a lot of committed partners that are coming alongside us to um, to help do in-kind. Um, so a lot of people are donating their services like 8 Days of Hope, but also other partners for materials. And so we're seeing that we have that goal of $1.84 million, but the community is really answering the call. Oh, they God. see the value. Um, they believe. I think that mm-hmm. the biggest part of this is that individuals in the community believe that this is happening. And when that happens, it really gives survivors yes. the confidence to leave their situation. Yes. And so we are uh, a little over halfway there, or we're almost halfway there, not quite halfway there, one8 for. Um, and so uh, along with Eight Days of Hope, it's going to really defray a lot of those costs, and we're excited for, for what that looks like. Talking to Becky Rasmussen with Call to Freedom. Calltofreedom.org is the website. If you are being stirred by the Holy Spirit to uh, not just be praying for a ministry, and please pray for Call to Freedom. When you when you do, Mike, sure. what they do, uh, it, it can be intense, and, oh, yeah. and it's everyday intense. Uh, but God's got that too, right? Mm, we yes. always say God's got this. God's got this. But Mike, um, and I know we got to go to break. What goes through your mind though, listening to Becky's articulate uh, communication of the need and the plan? Well, Becky is obviously one and, and has built a team. Has made an awareness to the community that are getting people on board, and and, and that's 
that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, we say God's got our back, and He does, but it takes people serving people and more people coming along and more organizations like Eight Days of Hope. And so, Becky, I guess what I'm saying is what goes through my mind is we're going to pray for you Amen. continually. And, and, and Becky, you're right on it. You know, Brooke Crowder, who is the founder of The Refuge, is the largest underage facility in the world. It's based in Austin, Texas. She's a dear friend of the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope and, and, and wanted to be at the groundbreaking, won't be there next week, but wanted to come, just talked to her the other day. Um, it's it, she always talks about how important it is, Becky, that the community jumps on board because yes. at the end of the day, the community is going to have to have your back, not just for 2021 to build something, but for decades to come. So I, do, I just want to applaud you publicly. You're doing it the right way, and not everybody understands that. So thank you so much for realizing that and, and putting a plan in place. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I, I have a great team. <laughs> I get to talk about Calder Freedom <laughs> mm, a lot, but yeah. behind the scenes, Amen. we have amazing staff of 23, and we have a God that gives us uh, an amazing favor to do this work. And so Amen. I'm really humbled, and, and thank you for your kind words, and thank you for being part of the solution. We're talking to Becky Rasmussen. We're going to take a break here, but again, for more information about Call to Freedom, go to calltofreedom.org. Becky, can you hang out for just a couple more minutes? Absolutely. You're the best. Hey, thank you for joining us today. My name is Steve Tiber. I'm the uh, one of the leaders of a ministry called Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And we travel the country on a minute's notice and help people after natural disasters. This year, we've been to Kentucky, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana, and elsewhere. And you could join us. It's free. Go to 8dayshope.com for more information or to make a donation, 8daysofhope.com. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com. P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At Eight Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country. Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. The sparrows don't worry about tomorrow troubles to come The lily's not thinking about the seasons The drought or the flood The tree that's planted by the water Isn't phased by the fire So why should I be? Cause you take good care of me You take good care of me 
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Corey Asbury, uh, the song is called Sparrows. I like that song. You know, I, I, I just listened to that because I saw it on the docket, and I yeah. I just sunk my... Oh, yeah. I great, love his voice, song. and Corey's yeah. a great guy. He He's uh, a lot of great Christian music artists out there. Do mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you know this, Mike, but uh, we went down, and we were part of CMB, the Christian Music Broadcasters National Meeting down in Orlando, That's and had right. a chance. And, and we, oh, so, check, so check this out. There was about 600 people down. We were one of the partner sponsors. Okay. We had a chance to share the vision of Eight Days of Hope, and we met broadcasters from around the country. But wait till you hear some of the people that came and sang live to us. Elevation Worship, Danny Gokey, David Crowder. Really? Oh, I mean, I can go on and on. You know, I'm walking in the lobby. And, I've, you know, you and I, we've yeah, met a lot of yeah. these people working at sure. King Bounce. So, you, you know, it's not like you're in all like, oh, my gosh. But you're an elevator. And, you're, you know, you look over to the right and there's David Crowder. You're like, hey, David, what's up, man? How are you, brother? <laughs> Yo, you know? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> uh, it was an amazing time. And God just opened up so many doors. So if you are listening today on a Christian um music station, which you would be, right? Yes, 200 stations absolutely. across America. Support these local stations. They're amazing, and they are sharing what God is doing, and that's so important. But today, we, Mike and I, are talking to Becky Rasmussen. She's the founder of Call to Freedom, a ministry that 80s Hope will be supporting in September. We're bringing in skilled, professional laborers who are going to donate their times. We are going to work out all the details this week, because Becky, yes. this week... I'm going to go to my 49th state in my 60 years of living, South Dakota. <laughs> Do I have to like bring something special? I mean, is, is South Dakota that much different than the rest of America? You know, our goal is to make your state so great oh, that you'll never want to leave South Dakota. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. You set yourself uh, up yeah, for that. Okay, so we're going to treat you guys so well. Oh, we, you guys have already been very kind, but uh, excited to bring Hannah and Adam out there. So the groundbreaking is Thursday, is it not? Yes, Thursday at 11.30, and we have had an overwhelming response from our community and community partners. Mm. Um, We'll have state and and, uh, local officials there that will be present during that. And, um, you know, it's a small ceremony. It's about an hour and a half, and the whole presentation itself is 30 minutes. But um, I think we're going to have a great attendance and a lot of excitement um, from the city, from the state, in regards to our new build. Well, we're excited to be out there and look forward to that. So building materials is a big cost of when you build a facility this size. Um, There's got to be some building materials that you are still praying that somebody who's driving down a road in Kansas or in Iowa or in Pennsylvania, and maybe they work or lead a company that makes those products. What are some of the products that has not been donated that if are not donated, you're going to have to buy? But give us some of the big items that, that you would still love a donation in kind. Yeah, um, right now we're lumber. I mean, I think lumber oh. is probably one of the hardest right now. So anybody sure, feels sure. moved, um, there's just a, a large increase in, in demand for lumber. Um, you know, we just got the concrete taken care of, um, and yeah. roofing is another mm. one as well. Um, I know your team is doing um, several parts of that, so I don't want to overlap, and I haven't worked with a contractor, uh, Steve, but I would say lumber and probably that roofing aspect okay. right now is okay. – is a big 
a need for us. What what color shingles are you praying for? Is it black, gray, brown? <laughs> what what is the uh, architectural uh, wanting? It, it looks it looks gray to me, but I this is my first building project, <laughs> okay, so okay. you know it looks really pretty color gray there. But okay. I'm not an expert. Uh, we have Andy, who is our general contractor yeah. that you'll meet next yeah. week, and and he's the man. Oh my gosh, Lloyd Companies has been amazing in this. They've been such a gift, and and they do so much for the community um, in this regard we're just one of their projects you know when we were in indianapolis mike we uh-huh. partnered with frank and linda reich frank's the head coach of the colts with an organization called not today that's their ministry and uh-huh. we that was our largest project Seventeen thousand square feet gutted and rebuilt mm. in 17 days it was intense what makes this project a little bit different this is this is a build-up from the ground up I mean, this is like clear land, put concrete down and build something. And so maybe you do work for a roofing company out there and you have ties where you can get shingles either at a huge discount Mm -hmm. or you want to just bless call to freedom. What a perfect way for a major manufacturer out there to say, you know what? Sex trafficking is real. We want our employees and our customers to know that we are willing to take a stand and not look the other way. And so, you know, maybe you're a big shot at GAF or Owens Corning or one of those great companies out. And I know some friends there, so I'm going to make a couple calls. But um, it would be great to see uh, how businesses come alongside. And that's so important, Mike. Yeah, we couldn't. uh, I know the outreach here uh, in Buffalo uh, last year. I mean, how many companies jumped on from gutters to shingles to. Yeah. And and these companies today, I think, are flourishing and being blessed because they're donations. And, And I love, Becky, where you're going with this, because you're giving people an opportunity to use their gifts. When God created us, he gave us different gifts. Some of us are great with our hands. Some of us are great with numbers. Some of us make a great sandwich. I mean, we all have different <laughs> gifts. And, and Becky, you're giving people an opportunity to join um, uh, what, what God is doing through Call to Freedom. So hats off to you. Yes. Becky, you. what have you learned during this journey so far? You know, I, just what you just said. I um, When I first started Call to Freedom, God gave me a few tidbits, you know. He downloaded some of the vision of what it looks like, and obviously He doesn't give you the full vision. But something He said to me is, unite a community. And when I first started, I had no idea what that meant, but I'm watching God do that. Mm-hmm. And you exactly said it. Everybody has a gift or a talent, and we're called a freedom. We've made room for those gifts and talents. And so when somebody walks to the door, I think there's a lot of people that want to, to be a part of the movement to combat human trafficking, but they don't know how. And so these, uh, we're an agency that said, okay, what's your gift? What's your passion? And so we have people who serve on our security team that volunteer. We have people that do grocery shopping. We have people that do lobbying for us. And whatever their area of influence is, I'm watching God take that and build, just like the book of Nehemiah, different walls of influence within our community. And so we welcome people at the table from our community across the United States to be a part of this movement, because if we don't unite as communities and as individuals, um, there's a power in unity. And it's always in the Bible, when you see uh, people, God's people come together in unity and faith, Mm-hmm. Great things can happen. Mountains can be moved. And so um, I would say that that has been the biggest gift for me, and that has been one of the most amazing things to watch God do here in South Dakota. And and our now a ripple effect that we're doing in the Midwest area um, has been phenomenal. 
So, Becky, let me ask a question from the leadership point of view. Are there times we have a, a, a buzz phrase around here that Steve always uh, gives us pivot? There are times that you got a plan going and you've had to pivot. Is there some, something that comes to your mind uh, that did you have to do? I'm just laughing because I am constantly reorging our organization. <laughs> so pivot, pivot, pivot. It's like right. every every couple of months, I feel like that's a keyword. So that's very, very insightful. But yeah, we're we're reorging. I mean, as we grow, you know, we started with all volunteers because there was no money, and today you fast forward and we have 23 um, volunteers, not volunteers, paid staff. So we've reorganized as an organization. So I'm constantly pivoting based on the growth. And where I see the need, um, I think as leaders, you know, that, that 20-80 rule, you know, you pour into 20% and they pour in the rest of the 80%. And so how do I structure that so mm. that my leaders are successful, that they, that God pours that vision and that vision is um, imparted to everybody in the organization. And I think that's really important. And then we also have 11 contractual partners across the state. So we're contracting different organizations to do this work so that in our state, we have those resources in place. So yeah, pivot is a, is a definitely a keyword. I'll have to start using pivot now. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the word that Mike and I've used on this show probably uh, 150 sure. times in the last uh, 15 months. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we, we just finished Becky, um, providing over I mean this was never part of the plan right and you know doing what God's called you to do you have a plan because you know you like to be organized and a man without a plan perishes it's scripture and yet God continues to adjust but we just finished providing six <laughs> 60, million right. six million dollars of food million, might right. uh, in multiple states through <laughs> churches from that we've connected with and that that we didn't see that coming Not and, at all. and where do you think Becky this can go or will go I, I know it's you know, again, go to calltofreedom.org. We're talking to Becky Rasmussen, the founder. It's a safe house being built for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope is going to be partnering with them. We'll be there for the groundbreaking this week. We'll be there in September. Where do you think this is going, though, long term? Which, which, I mean, if, if you could paint the picture, the perfect ending, the perfect journey, where does this all go? You know, um, we feel very strongly in our heart that God is creating a model um, in South Dakota that can be replicated. I think there's so many great organizations like the Refuge and um, that are doing such great work, but there's so few of them that are really combating anti-human trafficking. And if you really do research on evidence-based models and, and just the work for anti-human trafficking, there isn't a lot. And so how can we take our experience and replicate that in other communities so that they don't have to reinvent the wheel, mm. that they kind of have some of these tools? So we've hired on a program developer who is taking kind of our continuum care model and packaging it. And I really feel like um, we have several survivors who are now rising up, and I hope Steve will be able to interview some of them um, that, that are sharing their voice. And so that package together really will help other states, um, I believe, um, to do the services and to do them well, um, because it's hard work. And it, it everybody work. who's doing this work, um, uh, God bless them, because you have to be called to this, because right, it's, right, it's definitely right, yeah. not easy. And so how can we help others? And I think that's ultimately part of our long-term vision is is to do that. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the phrases we use is we're better together. And, right. you know, Eight Days of Hope is one of many 
national ministries. I mean, there's there's a handful. You know, I think of Mercy Chefs and Samaritan's Purse, and and we sit on on round tables right. with them, and we share best practices, and we learn from each other. We pray for one another. And today, maybe you're listening, and, and again, maybe you're in the state of Texas, saying, "Father, what can I do?" Well, first of all, you can pray. If you know Jesus, you know the power of prayer because you've seen God move after your prayers. Now, he doesn't always answer every prayer the way we want it to be answered. I get that. But pray for call to freedom. Pray for Becky. Pray Mm -hmm. for her team. Pray for those finances. They need to raise another $1.2 million or get gifts in kind. Go to calltofreedom.org. So pray. Pray, pray, pray. Second, volunteer. Maybe you're an electrician. Maybe you're a professional roofer. Maybe you're a handyman. Handy woman, you know how to paint. Come join us. Go to 8daysofhope.com or email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com and just tell us about your skills and your gifts. You can come serve with, serve with us in September. We'll have those dates finalized next week. We're going to be there at least two weeks, probably longer. We want to love and serve the brokenhearted through Call to Freedom. Join us. This will be our seventh project. I promise you. Hmm. You're going to have a blast. You're going to be right. people from all over the country. Now, those those volunteers from Louisiana, you won't understand a word they're saying, but they love <laughs> Jesus. I promise you. But come serve with us and serve sure. Call to Freedom. Go to 8daysofhope.com. So pray, volunteers. Lastly, donate. We will not be charging Call to Freedom a penny for our services. Okay. Mike, we just recently That's waived right. a small fee. We ask our partners to cover some of our incidental expenses. But sure. we've had some donors recently saying, you know what, Steve? We want you guys to travel. And yeah, Call to Freedom is going to feed you and they're going to put you up you know, at a place where you can sleep. But we don't want you to charge a penny. And so we're That's not it. doing that. Hmm. And so donate. But today, don't, don't donate to 8 Days of Hope. Steve just said that. Don't donate to 8 Days of Hope today. Donate to Call to Freedom. Okay. Please go to calltofreedom.org and just tell them, hey, we heard about what you're doing on American Family Radio or WDCX and we want to... We wanna, we're not going to have lunch this week out. We're going to send you a $50 bill. Or mm. we're going to become a monthly partner. We're going to find a way to support you. Okay. Go to calltofreedom.org. Mike's looking at me like, Steve, you just told people not to get eight days old. I'm going to call the board of directors, no, which no. I'm on. No, I'm only kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but just Mike, kidding. What no. a perfect opportunity to come alongside an amazing ministry. You have to do what you just said, Steve. We need to give. We need to pour into especially something like this. Folks, think of your, think of your children. Think of your grandchildren. Think of the future of this nation if this isn't nipped in the bud and and these houses don't there's there's no hope, but there's hope mm. as you as you get involved and you donate. So please. Pray volunteer donate. It's simple. Do one of the three. Do all three. Gosh, we'd love to see you in South Dakota. We can hang out together. That'd be a lot of fun. Hey Becky, we only have a minute left. I know we're gonna see you this next week. We are so excited. I know that Adam Hames, our construction manager, Hannah Fletcher, our brand new safe house ministry director, they're excited to come out as well. Um, is there anything we need to bring to help you celebrate that day or something? Or <laughs> you, have, you guys have done so much. I just, I just want to take this moment and this last thirty seconds to thank Eight Days of Hope. Um, you know, really, when, when, when we decided to partner, is when we knew it was time to build. 
and we've talked about this, it's been stirring in my heart for the last few years, but Steve, when you said, you know what, we want to partner with you, we knew it was time to move, and we're trusting God for the rest, and so I want to thank you for your kindness, I want to thank you for what you guys do in communities, and, and thank you for your partnership, and most importantly, thank glory goes to God, because this Amen. is kingdom. And so thank you so much for being a part of Kingdom and being a Kingdom Builder, and we're just excited to host you. Mm. Mike, I normally ask you to pray. Can I pray today, though? <laughs> for, Go right ahead. For I'll Becky, agree. the team. Yes. Thank you, brother. Father, we just thank you for Becky Rasmussen. We thank you yes. for Call to Freedom. Father, we thank you. Your timing will be perfect and is perfect. And Father, I pray that today somebody is listening mm-hmm. somewhere in this great country, the greatest country in the world, and realize that this wasn't an accident or coincidence that they would hear today's show or on a, bo- a podcast or on the internet, Father. I just pray that you yes. would stir people's hearts, that they would pray for this ministry of Call to Freedom. Them. They pray for Becky and her family, the staff. Father, we know when you move, mm-hmm. the enemy likes to attack, to discourage, distract us. We pray against that. Father, we pray for the resources. Father, yes. you own every cattle, piece of cattle, every hill on the... I mean, you. this is yours, Father. And we are going to ask, yes. Father, that you just open up those doors, Father. Provide through your people a way for call to freedom to not only do this, mm-hmm. but to do this in excellence. Yes. Father, let us do this in excellence. Father, thank you for the volunteers that will be traveling across the country with Eight Days of Hope. Bless our week as we go out and celebrate groundbreaking with Becky and the team. Thank you for uh, iron sharpening iron and kindred hearts. We lift up Becky too right now, Lord. Thank you for her leadership. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm, Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. I can't wait to meet you face to face. I I feel like I know you through this app called Zoom that we're all experts (laughs) in now, right? But we look forward to we look forward to seeing you. I guess that's right. We haven't actually met face to face. It doesn't even seem real. Like I'm sorry. I just realized that. Yeah, I'm we're so excited. And and yeah, we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you, Becky. We'll see you next Thursday, and thanks for being on today. Becky Rasmussen with Call to Freedom. God bless you, girl. God bless you guys, too. Nice meeting you, Steve. Take care. Becky Rasmussen with Call to Freedom, calltofreedom.org. Mike, we have like a minute and 30 seconds. Just real quickly, what what goes through your mind when you hear about this opportunity for people to pray, volunteer, and donate? You got to jump on board. This is, uh, again, uh, the second largest, you know, crime in in, in the world, really. Am I right in saying that? Well, it's it, 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 you need to jump on board with this. Um, I, I, we sound so redundant, but Steve, we say it all the time. Please pray. Please volunteer. And please donate. You'll be a different person at the end of the day. Her organization, and it's it, it's just humming and it was, with so much going on. What, over 20 uh, employees? Type yeah, of thing. yeah, 23 and, staff members. And then you're, you're working with the community, you're working with the, the young ladies that are coming in. Just the organizational yeah. skills this, this, this Becky has is, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Pray for her. Yeah, please please do that. And check out the house that we'll be building with them. It's called the Marissa's House in honor of the first lady she met who she was trying to help uh, someone who had been trafficked. Again, go to calltofreedom.org. Mike, that wraps up our time. Mm. Thank you for joining us today across the country. We want to thank our national partners uh, like Destiny Worship Center down in Florida. They've got a bunch of campuses down there. We love Pastor Steve and all of our friends down there that yes. pray for the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Learn more about Eight Days of Hope. Go to the website, eightdaysofhope.com. Pray, volunteer, donate. Become a monthly partner of Eight Days of Hope as we travel the country to love and serve the brokenhearted. My name is Steve Tiber. Hang out with Mike Fiala. Pray that you have a great week. Father, be with our listeners this week. 
You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.